What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the career of actress Lily James and the movies Chaos Walking and Four Good Days. But first, let's talk about the career of actress Lily James. Lily James' first notable role was in the hit British show Downton Abbey, but her big breakout for me was in Kenneth Branagh's Cinderella along with Richard Madden. I've said it before on the podcast, I feel like this is one of the better live action Disney remakes, in large part because of Lily James and Kate Blanchett who plays the evil stepmother. I mean, we've seen so many adaptations of the Cinderella fairy tale. I mean, there's even one out right now starring Camilla Cabello like we've seen it a thousand times and this one feels worthy I really like the Lily James version of the story then 2017 happened which was a massive year for the career of Lily James she starred in two of the best movies of that year with 2017's Baby Driver directed by Edgar Wright with Ansel Elgort and Joe Wright's The Darkest Hour with Gary Oldman I remember seeing Baby Driver and realizing that that was the same person who was in Cinderella and that's what blew my mind. I could not believe that that person was the same person that played Cinderella. That's what I love about movies. It lets people play different kind of roles. At one minute you could be in a family fairy tale movie like Cinderella and then the next minute you could be in the coolest movie on earth, Baby Driver. Also, what I think is impressive about both of those movies Baby Driver and The Darkest Hour for Lily James is it shows that not only can she be a compelling lead, she is so good in supporting roles I also love her in Danny Boyle's Yesterday, which I'll talk about later with Himesh Patel and The Dig with Ray Fiennes, Carrie Mulligan and Johnny Flynn. She can seemingly have chemistry with anyone she has great chemistry with Elgord and Baby Driver, Oldman in The Darkest Hour and Patel in Yesterday I also think the best parts about the movie The Dig are the scenes between her and Johnny Flynn. She was also the lead of the underrated indie film Little Woods with Tessa Thompson directed by Nia DaCosta, the director behind the latest film of Candyman, and she's also the director of Captain Marvel 2. I mean, for someone who has not been around a long time, Lily James has done a lot with her career. She was the lead of Mamma Mia 2 with Meryl Streep and Amanda Seyfried. I mean, she has had a really good career thus far. And although Lily James is best known for her work in movies, she's also done stellar work on television, especially in the British miniseries War and Peace with Paul Dano, Jesse Buckley, and Tuppets Middleton. This is one of the best miniseries and adaptations I've ever seen, and James was brilliant in the role and had great chemistry with Paul Dano. I am serious. If you have never seen the miniseries War and Peace, definitely check it out. My favorite Lily James performance thus far is in Danny Boyle's Yesterday. That is the movie I realized she is a full-fledged movie star because she made that movie a thousand times better than it had any right being. And I've said it before and I'll say it a thousand times more. That movie would be even better if she were the lead of it. That to me is the definition of a movie star. They can make a movie better than 
than it had any right ever being. And that's what Lily James did for yesterday. That is the reason I rewatched the movie is because of her performance. Hamesh Patel is really good in the movie, but I think the major star of that film is Lily James. Every scene where you see her character watch his character play the Beatles music is almost flawless. She is so good in that movie. She should have been in that movie way more than she was. She deserved way more screen time. She is the absolute best thing about the film yesterday. The most underrated film of James's career is The Dig. I really enjoyed that film, especially the chemistry between James and Johnny Flynn. That is a movie that came out earlier this year. Nobody is talking about it. Carrie Mulligan is great in that movie. Ray Fiennes is great in that movie. Definitely watch the film The Dig and you'll see what I'm talking about. How Lily James can just come in in a few scenes and absolutely steal the movie. If and when she gets nominated for an Oscar, I would not be surprised if it's for a supporting performance because again, she's done it time and time again. She showed up in Baby Driver. She's not in that movie all that much, but it's a terrific performance. She did it in The Darkest Hour. She did it in The Dig. She did it in Yesterday. Her best performances are in supporting roles. She did it in the miniseries War and Peace. Yes, I really like her leading performances in Cinderella and Mamma Mia 2, but her overall best acting performances are the ones when she is in supporting roles. So, when she gets nominated for an Oscar, I think it's going to be for a supporting performance. Upcoming projects for Lily James include the highly anticipated Hulu series, Pam and Tommy, where James will be playing Pamela Anderson and Sebastian Stan will be playing Tommy Lee. Everyone on planet Earth wants to see this show. I think this is the type of show that either everyone is going to love or everyone is going to hate. I mean, this is a big risk for Lily James, but if anyone can pull it off, I think it's going to be her. I really want to... see this show immediately. I think it's going to work out. I mean, listen, Sebastian Stan has surprised us before. He was really good in I, Tanya. I think this miniseries is going to be one of the pleasant surprises of the year. I think it's going to work out. I re- desperately want to see Lily James as Pamela Anderson. She's also going to be in the movie What's Love Got to Do With It with Emma Thompson. Here are the Lily James performances I highly recommend you watch. Cinderella, War and Peace, Baby Driver, Darkest Hour, Little Woods, Yesterday, Rebecca, and The Dig. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Chaos Walking. Here's a quick synopsis. Todd Hewitt lives on the planet New World where all the women have been killed and the surviving men have been infected by the noise, a condition that makes your thoughts seen and known. He meets Viola, a woman who has crash-landed and while the others are threatened by her, Todd tries to help her. This is by all consensus one of the biggest disasters of 2021. This movie was highly anticipated because it stars Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley and I think it's a gigantic mess and here are the reasons why. First, let's talk about Tom Holland who is best known as Spider-Man and it's quite clear he wants to be known for other things. I mean, look at his past few films other than the Spider-Man films. He had The Devil All the Time which was a good but not well seen film. 
Cherry, which was a complete and utter mess, and this film, which is one of the worst blockbusters of the year. I now question if Holland will ever be the lead of a film as big and as popular as Spider-Man. More than Spider-Man No Way Home, I'm more interested in his next film, Uncharted, starring Holland and Mark Wahlberg, because it will go a long way with showing whether or not he's a movie star without Spider-Man. I mean, think about Tobey Maguire. There was a moment in 2005 where Tobey Maguire was one of the biggest movie stars on planet Earth, and then the Spider-Man franchise ended, and we have not really seen Tobey Maguire since. Yes, he's had supporting roles in movies like The Great Gatsby, but that was a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Tobey Maguire is no longer thought of as a massive movie star because he's no longer playing Spider-Man. I'm kind of worried that Tom Holland will suffer the same fate. Yes, some of you might react by saying, well, Andrew Garfield has done really good work and is still super well-known after Spider-Man. The difference is we already knew Andrew Garfield before he took up the Spider-Man mantle. We had already seen him in the social network. We already thought of him as something outside of Spider-Man. For the majority of people, the only reason they know Tom Holland is as the guy who plays Spider-Man. I think he is the Marvel actor who is most associated with his character. Think about it. All of the other actors are known for other things. Yes, even Chris Hemsworth, who has Thor, is now also known as the guy from Extraction. He was also in the movie Rush. We think of Chris Hemsworth as an action star. We think of Robert Downey Jr. as other things. Mark Ruffalo as other things. Benedict Cumberbatch is not just Doctor Strange. Right now, the majority of the population only thinks of Tom Holland as Spider-Man, and he needs that to change drastically. Everything I just said about Tom Holland, you could almost say the exact same thing about Daisy Ridley, the other star of this film, who is best known for playing Rey in the sequel Star Wars trilogy. I loved her in that character. I just wonder if she can be known for other characters as well. I mean, Harrison Ford remained a movie star well after Star Wars, but some of the other stars of that film struggled. I mean, look at Mark Hamill. He is only really known as Luke Skywalker. I'm not saying it's a terrible thing if Tom Holland will only ever be known as Spider-Man or Daisy Ridley will ever be known as Rey. I'm just saying from their career standpoints, if they want to be known as major, major movie stars, then they have to be known for playing other characters than just the ones they're well known for. I mean, Tom Holland can clearly act. I think he is a good actor outside of Spider-Man. Daisy Ridley, I'm not quite sure if she is a good actress outside of the Star Wars realm. I have not seen enough of her work outside of that. I'm just saying to have a long, sustainable career, you have to be known for other parts. I mean, Ian McClellan is not just known as Gandalf. He's known for other gigantic roles as well. This is the best way of putting it. They will still be able to act long after they're done playing these characters. Long after Tom Holland is done playing Spider-Man, he will still be an actor, and Daisy Ridley will still be an actress. But can they be movie stars? Movie stars are the type of people that can sell a movie on their name. I'm not sure the name Tom Holland will be 
making people go to the movie theaters in 10 years and the same thing goes for Daisy Ridley. The rest of the cast of Chaos Walking features Mads Mikkelsen from Another Round, Cynthia Erivo from Widows, David Oyelo from The Butler and singer Nick Jonas who previously acted in movies like Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle and Midway. The director of this film is a really fascinating figure in filmmaking. It's Doug Lyman who has directed Swingers, The Born Identity Jumper, which I liked a lot, and The Edge of Tomorrow. All solid films, but he can be a bit of a hit or miss filmmaker. I mean, he directed Mr. and Mrs. Smith and The Wall, which are all really bad, and Chaos Walking is an extremely flawed film that is painful at times. None of the actors feel like they are in the same movie. The film takes itself so deadly seriously that it's unintentionally funny. I mean, it's crazy to think that the director of The Edge of Tomorrow, one of the funniest action blockbusters of all time, directed this film, Chaos Walking, one of the most bleak and boring blockbusters of all time. I don't think the leads of this film are the problem. Holland or Ridley are fine. They're not bad. It's the dialogue that I found to be the biggest issue of the film. Tom Holland's voiceover was done so poorly. It's brutal and I am someone who likes voiceover in films. I mean, I love Martin Sheen in Apocalypse Now, Ewan McGregor in Trainspotting, Nicolas Cage in Adaptation, and Brad Pitt in Ad Astra. They are all brilliant, but the voiceover by Tom Holland's character is annoying after even five minutes of listening to it. What's supposed to give you insight into the character makes you hate him. Doing the opposite effect of what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to get you to root for him and want to spend two hours watching his journey. No, it makes you want to turn the TV off. This film, Chaos Walking, is one of the biggest flops of the year. The film cost over $100 million and grossed just over $25 million. That's bad and overall, so this is a movie, there's almost nothing about it that works. I mean, you could watch it just for the experience of seeing that it exists because no one's talking about it now. Chaos Walking by far is the biggest disappointment of the year so far. Let's switch gears one final time and talk about the movie Four Good Days. Here's a quick synopsis. Molly, an addict, returns home to her mother, Deb, to get help getting sober. The problem? She's done it several times. This time, she goes through a grueling four-day period of looking back at her dark past while also trying to move on. The number one reason I watched this movie and had heard about it is because of the star of the film, Mila Kunis. And out of the entire That 70s Show cast, Mila Kunis, in my opinion, has had far and away the best career post the show ending in 2006. She starred in Forgetting Sarah Marshall with Jason Segel, Black Swan with Natalie Portman, Friends with Benefits with Justin Timberlake, Ted with Mark Wahlberg and Oz the Great and Powerful with James Franco and Michelle Williams. She's also really good in this movie. What I love about it, it's not over the top. I want her to be in more movies like this and less like Bad Moms and The Spy Who Dumped Me. I already know she's a great comedic talent. I want to see her in more dramas. She is capable of winning an Oscar. Kunis's next film is The Luckiest Girl Alive with Finn Whitrock. 
Hawk. The other star of this movie is Glenn Close, whom I'm not the biggest fan of. I like movies she's in, like The Natural, and I know she's been Oscar nominated eight times, but for me, more recently, I think she's someone who is chasing an Oscar in movies like Hillbilly Elegy, and I was not a fan of her calling out Gwyneth Paltrow for winning an Oscar for Shakespeare in Love. Yes, I understand she's a good actress, I just don't view her as one of the greats, the way I view Meryl Streep, Julia Roberts, Julianne Moore, and Frances McDormand. And in this movie, Close is okay. There are a few over-the-top moments that I didn't care for, but overall, she does have really solid chemistry with Mila Kunis. Close's next projects include the movie Swan Song with Mahershala Ali, Naomi Harris, and Aquafina, and Brothers with Josh Brolin and Peter Dinklage. This movie, while based on a true story, is filled with cliches. What I liked about the film is it looks at this idea of how hard it is to move on from your past. I mean, the character that Mila Kunis is playing, Molly, has done some brutally dark things to her family. So bad, in fact, that she can't even remember some of them. That's how bad her addiction is. And there's even a point, this is the best moment that Glenn Close has on screen in this movie. There's at one point where Glenn Close tells her husband, played by Stephen Root, there are at times where she doesn't even want to love Molly anymore. That is the most real moment of the film. That's how bad it has been caring for this person going through an addiction. And that's how hard it is for Molly to get over this. I mean, she has done some things that are, by some standards, unforgivable. Yet you cannot give up on her as a human being. This movie also reminds me of other recent films like Ben is Back starring Lucas Hedges and Julia Roberts and A Beautiful Boy starring Timothy Chalamet and Steve Carell. All three films explore how far a parent will go to help their child get over their addictions. At what point is it no longer your problem or at what point are is you helping them detrimental to them getting better? It's an impossible question. That's what I think makes it an interesting movie topic. There is no measurement of how far is too far. This is your child. You are supposed to care about them for the rest of their life. And we all like to think that tough love will work. Like if you let them go out on their own, they're going to get past their addictions. But that's also an impossible task. They cannot get over it alone. So the truth is somewhere in the middle. And that's what these movies are exploring. How involved should a parent be in a child that is in their 20s dealing with an addiction? Now, Ben is back as a teenager and so is a beautiful boy. But what's interesting about this movie, Four Good Days, is Molly is in her late 20s. She is into adulthood. How far should Glenn Close's character go to getting her recovered? How much of that is on her? I also love that the movie explores how much fault should be on the Glenn Close's character. At one point, Glenn Close's character asked Mila Kunis's Molly, do you blame me for your addiction because I wasn't there? That's another impossible question. That's what's so interesting about this movie. There are so many impossible questions. When should you not give up on a person but let them go on their own path? And who is to blame for this issue? Is it Glenn Close's fault because she wasn't there for her daughter? At one point, Close's character also blames the hospital for prescribing Kunis's character drugs that got her addicted in the first place. I also think that that is an unanswerable question. Who is to blame? At some point, you just got to move on and help the person get better. 
I mean, what good would it have done if Mila Kunis's character told Glenn Close's character, yes, it is all your fault. No good can come from that. The only good is Molly getting better. And that's what I like about this movie. Is this the best movie that deals with drugs? No. We have seen movies like this over and over and over again. There's, this is a new ground. But I do find it interesting. And I think Mila Kunis gives one of the better performances of her career. I want to see her in more leading roles. Like I said, I think she is very capable of winning an Oscar. I also think she should have already been nominated for an Oscar for her work in Black Swan. I mean, that is one of the better performances. Natalie Portman is great in that movie and she deserved to win an Oscar, but Mila Kunis also should have been nominated. I definitely recommend you watch the movie Four Good Days. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and this week I put the spotlight on the career of actress Lily James in the movies Chaos Walking and Four Good Days. Next week I'm putting the spotlight on the latest film from director Guy Ritchie, Wrath of Man starring Jason Statham and 12 Mighty Orphans starring Luke Wilson and Martin Sheen. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>